Hey everybody, welcome back. I have two completely awesome guests on tonight. I discovered these guys while I was researching a previous guest. I find the best way to look into guests is to cyberstalk them. Don't tell them. I tell them after the fact because they'll be creeped out ahead of time. But these two are Sarge or Chris Carlson and Melissa Frenzy. And they are the two halves of the Sarge Approved podcast. It's an amazing podcast. A lot of range on it. They have a comedians, different podcasters, a lot of survivalists, martial arts people. We both had Daniele Bellelli, so I'm in good standing definitely having these guys here. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Hey, we're awesome. We appreciate it. Looking forward to it. We've been excited. Yeah. Unstructured. Hey, here we go. And you know what's really cool? This is like my Minnesota time. Oh. Because I have you guys tonight, and my next guest is Brian Freeman. Okay. It's nice. Brian Freeman. He is a New York Times international bestselling author. He lives in Twin Cities, and he's always on the New York Times bestseller list every year, up to twice a year. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan. He's a His books are about one series is Jonathan Stride. He lives in Duluth, mm. and he solves mysteries, murders, things like that. Just very, very cool suspense action fiction. They're all in audiobooks, too. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at his website right now, and there's like a whole listing of in reading order the books that he's written exactly i mean he's big time he's really really cool you guys should check him out i mean he's local jeez yeah dude sounds prolific (laughs) Uh, yeah he has 10 books of just the one series jeez that's awesome hey dude i could not imagine writing a book have you ever written a book uh three really wow is that yeah from the stories that i hear from people who have written books it sounds like it can be a nightmare of a process. It's it's a slog. The books that I wrote, I actually I wrote two and I co-wrote another or um, rewrote it. Essentially, they were tech books. So they're even worse. They're proper bedtime reading. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> screenshot process. Screenshot process. Next step, we are going to drag this tool onto the screen. Oh, anyway. my God. Yeah, that's... Hey, but uh, you are officially a uh, published author, so. There is that. And unfortunately, too, not only are they a slog, but they go outdated in a year because they're tech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like, I've got a great idea for a podcast. I'll do an interview podcast like everybody else. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, bad idea. <laughs> bad idea. You just got to find your niche and gain those loyal followers, those loyal listeners that. Oh, sure. Sure. Well, the cool thing is that honestly, I wanted to do a running podcast back in the day. And I love how you guys are interviewing me on my podcast. This is awesome. <laughs> I was just to... thinking that we were doing that. I'm like, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Often <laughs> to, do you get to get in? Not as often as I should be, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> how does it feel? You're interviewing people all the damn time. How does it feel to get it uh, turned back on you? Relax. <laughs> Cheers. No, I, I was originally going to do a running podcast, but that was kind of too niche. So I'm like, 
okay, I know every training program for running. And if I hear any more, because I've listened to every podcast, it would bore me to tears. At least with the interview podcast, I can get cool people like you and learn different stories. And while everybody does an interview podcast, at least I will want to do it. Right. right. Yeah, that's the difference. So running podcasts, is it like cross-country running or just the whole kind of gamut of different things that can help you become a better runner just short spurts i've got uh, four marathons and a 50k my gosh i could not imagine doing that i absolutely hate running (sighs) i did too i was in the army as well and see now i'm gonna start turning this back around while i was in the army i had to run and i know you had to run too didn't you yeah well i was in a lot better shape back then though too and a lot better like cardio shape sure so <laughs> this is true. Much better. But even then, it was a nightmare. Just, you know, and it, you'd have to run two miles during a PT test. That's not, sure. that's not crazy. No. But I hated it. It's putative. Though. Like cardio is, 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 there's this stupid, like, quote, cardio is hardio. It is hard, <laughs> like, especially when you don't want to do it yeah. at all. And then, I mean, if you could do it at home, that's probably the best place. But like going to a gym, like, Chicks don't want to jump on a treadmill and like run and get all sweaty and seems like they do. Like they do, but <laughs> they're just looking. It's like they're Tinder at like, the gym. You There's like the treadmill inside a gym. It's all chicks. Yes, yeah, the gym rats. They're the Tinder gym things. Like that's where they meet dudes at the gym. Uh, yeah. Treadmills. Yeah, that's a thing. Really? Oh, for sure. What? I've never heard of this. Yeah, that's a thing. Where did you hear this? Have you done this? Is that I have saying? not done this. You've no. I have known about I know. it though. Because I have never experienced this. I've never <laughs> met a girl. I've never even met a girl on Tinder. Uh, much less well, that's on a treadmill. Why, that's why you haven't met one on a treadmill because you're not that type of person. <laughs> I'm saying. Like the dirty dudes. I mean, so you what you're me. saying is the women are going to the gym to meet scumbags that they really shouldn't want to meet. Exactly. Why they gotta be well, because they don't, they don't love themselves and they're not comfortable with themselves. That's really? why they're at the gym running eight hours a day. Oh, he, I think he was saying the guys are the scumbags. No, the guys are the scumbags. That's I but didn't why, say the girls were the scumbags. But why are they scumbags? The guys? Cause yeah. They just want to get it off and like not. Well, they don't these, have any. They're that's what they're that's what they're the ones that are like going to be forty five and single. Yeah, but this is a two sided thing. Like apparently lives. the tread. <laughs> there to get off too yeah they are well, there's nothing wrong so with women why getting are the guys pleasured why well, the guys go i don't know rude. that is so <laughs> rude it's a loser luncheon <laughs> exactly oh okay well now so, you don't even know where to go do you no this is awesome <laughs> we're gonna go back to your backstory and you've been really um ducking it how did you two exactly meet i think you said you knew <laughs> frenzy in a club or something but, the official uh, story is we met at a comedy club uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> but a bump bump and <laughs> and that's uh we both that's kind of where our, our uh, love of comedy grew from did you hang out at clubs i mean normally and you just saw each other there all the time or you just you walked into a club one day and you looked across the room and there was this blonde sight flashing before you. Yeah, and all the sound just kind of stopped in the room. It was like you're in the Matrix. <laughs> I started floating. <laughs> and she had two pistols. And No, anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, did you guys hang out at comedy clubs together and just kind of know each other over time? Or 
I didn't. I didn't like hang out at him regularly. Did you? No, I wasn't like a comedy rat. But since we since we got together, we uh, we go to comedy shows as often as possible. Yeah. Ones that, I mean, we've gone to a bunch of open mics at Acme. Some have been amazing. Yeah. And then we've actually paid money to go see people. So that obviously means we enjoy them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so was the podcast an inception before you met? No. Or after? To be honest, uh, let's see. When we started the show, and it was right, right around Halloween of 2016. Mm-hmm. And we... Maybe, what, six months or so prior to that, neither one of us, well, you knew what a podcast was. You'd heard a podcast, but I had never even heard of a podcast. Yeah. And I, uh, a buddy of mine was always listening to something in his ear every day at work. And mm-hmm. I asked him one day what, what he was listening to. Cause I, I didn't, you know, he, he'd like leave his, his, his phone down on the counter or something and you'd hear people talking. And mm-hmm. when I, I would listen to comedy albums on my phone during the day and uh i recognized a voice that was whatever he was listening to as mark Marin, and I'm, i know who that dude is he's funny i've listened to his comedy albums and i asked uh, the guy what it was and he said it was a podcast that he has it's really popular and all that and uh so i looked it up and started listening to it and i was like oh wow this is this is cool this is way better than radio this mm-hmm. is you know people who i know who they are i know their names and, you know, from there, found all, all the other ones that are out there, you know, like the Joe Rogan ones and all the other different, you know, comedy podcasts out there. Same. Was this post-Obama? What's that? Was this the post-Obama episode? No. The, like the first one I listened to? Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking that you may have actually discovered it after Obama appeared on Mark Maron. No, it was before Obama. Uh, wait, when was Obama on there? It was fairly recently. It wasn't in the last year or so. No, he was on there while he's still president. Was it? Yeah, um, there was a whole big deal. Mark Marin did a follow-up podcast on it, how they had to seal off the whole neighborhood, has snipers on all the neighbor roofs and everything. So it might have been after he was on there. That's interesting. So crazy. Obama was on Mark Marin's podcast. I know, right? Like, <laughs> That's when you know it's arrived, right? Yeah. yeah. And he does it from his garage. So he had Obama in his garage. Uh, well, in his house. And he sold that house, I think, just recently. Yeah. But so, did he, like, his living room was just full of Secret Service dudes while he's, I imagine. Essentially, yeah. I mean, you know it had to be crawling. Episode. Um, but. Yeah, I, I couldn't even imagine that. Uh, it, I mean, I have enough trouble uh, trying to cope with a couple of guests. God only knows when. <laughs> Secret Service. So, yeah, we weren't familiar with podcasts or anything. Started listening to them and then realized that, um, did a little research, like, oh, this is something we could actually probably do ourselves. Okay, now, did you know her before then, or? Before the podcast? Yeah, before you heard it. Yeah. 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 We, we'd known each other for, like, what, six months or a year or something? Almost a year, probably. Yeah. Okay, okay. But, like... Now, you... Oh, go ahead. Go on. No, you... No, please. No. <laughs> You're the guest. <laughs> oh, that's um, I th- I think part of it is, well, for me, I used to always play, like, make-believe stuff when I was a kid. And I would, like, record my voice. Like, I'd have my boombox and record me talking during songs that I'd record, like, tape from the radio kind of thing. Or just even... Like, commentary? Like, on the song or what? Uh, yeah, like, commentary on the song or just, like, s- saying what the name of the song is and who sings it. 
or whatever. Let's break down this <laughs> new song by Madonna. Yeah. Oh, cool. Did you do mixtapes and, and record in? Oh, yeah, so many tapes. So many tapes. I remember I got my first Walkman ever, and I was so pumped. My dad got me a Walkman for my birthday, and it was the vanilla ice tape that had Ice Ice Baby on it. That was ah. my like, best birthday present ever. Like a legit Walkman, like the, the tape part, like you push a button and it pops open. Yeah. That's that <laughs> Ice Ice Baby. That is your spirit song. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. That's a cool song. I mean, okay. I'm adding myself. Oh. It is still a cool song. Oh, yeah. It always will. But be, I remember hopefully. like riding my bike in South Minneapolis, just bumping to an Ice Ice Baby. Like it was probably <laughs> um, fifth grade, maybe. I wasn't like, it was impressionable. This last week. Yeah. Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen your picture. It does look like last week. But um, so you guys are, are you both from the Twin Cities area? I'm not. I'm a northern boy. He's from from, up north. From the sticks. Uh, Is that near Duluth or no? Uh, Yeah, it's maybe, what, like an hour or so from Duluth. More central. Yeah, more west, more central. Bemidji area. You've heard of I, I've heard Femiji. You'll laugh. Okay, I'm I'm a big nerd and I'm a, a huge reader, so I read a lot of John Sanford, mm-hmm. and um, that Femiji's come up a lot in the Lucas Davenport series. Oh, okay, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a nice town. Cool. There's a lot. There's it's crazy because in Minnesota you've got all these beautiful places that especially turn even more beautiful in the spring summertime. So there's so many cabins that people have or people are fishing, camping, doing all that stuff up more up north. But then in the winter, it's kind of like everyone just hibernates like they're a, a bear or, you know, not, they up, not up north, though. Not up north. They they do, yeah. you know, everyone's ice fishing and right. snowmobiling and hunting. Mm-hmm. I was outside all winter. But in the Twin Cities here, all yeah. just hibernate in the winter. Yeah. I mean, it gets dark at five o'clock. It's like, OK, and, and then it's scary. It's scary at night. Super scary. Dark. There's scary I things know. all dark. <laughs> scary. Well, I mean, it's a real deal, though. I mean, if you're outside long enough and exposed, you can die. Yeah. Where are you from? Where are you coming to us from this evening? I am coming to you from Hampton, Virginia, which is yeah, okay. part of the Hampton Roads area with Virginia Beach and Norfolk. Oh, nice. I live on the water. I've been, oh. to, um, uh, I've been to DC once and Fredericksburg. Yeah, we're um, southeast of that on the coast. I'm jealous that you live on the coast. I've been- Not right now. It's better where you are. Trust me. It's freaking almost 100 degrees today. Oof. Yeah, that's rough. And humid. I've only been to the East Coast like for vacation once to New York City. And then um, I'm going, actually, my mom and my two sisters were taking a girl's vacation. And we're going to go to, we're going to fly into Portland. Or no, not Portland. Boston. We're going to fly into Boston. We're going to go to Salem, Portland, and Kennebunkport. Is that like a place? Very cool. Uh, yeah, Kitty Bunkport. Uh, yeah, that's um. I want to say Kennedys and yeah, all the Brahmins over there. Yeah, so, so we're going to um, do that in September. So that's kind of exciting. Refill. Yeah. Okay. I'll go, uh, uh, fix it, uh, <laughs> Keep the tradition alive. Yeah. Sarge yeah. approved. Always has cocktails. Awesome. It's, um, they they love hearing the clink of our ice. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's soothing. <laughs> like the accents. The um, accents are soothing. You know, I, I find them charming, actually. You do? That's funny. Yeah, I do. Well, I mean, what I find charming is that you're sincere about it. You own it. It's cool. Yeah. Well, I don't. It's funny because I, I guess I own it, but I don't really 
think about it. I just talk. So it, there's certain times where I'll be like, oh my gosh, I sounded so Minnesotan just then. Or I, but other times I won't even notice it. And then someone else will be like, hey, oh yeah, where, where are you from, Canada? Like, what is going on with you? So it's funny, like just different words. And I just don't even really pay attention to it. What was it? My wife wanted me to ask if you've had lutefisk. Lutefisk, yes. It's a Norwegian fish. I know. You've eaten it? Situation. I've tried it. I feel like I I was at a a party, a Christmas party or something for family stuff. And if I didn't try it, I probably would have been like shunned or something. But there's weird other things too. Lutefisk. um, What's the weird bread? Um, Cinnamon sugar. It's um, lefsa. Lefsa, yes. Like that's a weird thing. You you your accent is kind of like a, a valley girl with a Minnesota accent. Uh, well, I did live in California for years, so maybe I got it from there. <laughs> One year. One year. Mike. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> See, I think Ludafisk is awesome because the history of that shows how badass Vikings really were. People are so tired of Vikings invading their town. They were like. Okay, we're gonna punch a, you know, drop a bunch of lye into this fish and poison it, and the Vikings came in. Oh, this is good, right? We can live off of this. We can do something here. <laughs> that that was proof right there that you guys are freaking insane, or Vikings are freaking insane. I don't well, know. It's your... funny because Sarge's bloodlines are more Norwegian Viking, and Carlson, son of Carl, like, you're total Norwegian. I'm my mom is from Germany. She moved to Minnesota when she was 18 to marry my dad. My dad grew up like up north, kind of probably two hours from Duluth. Um, And then his parents lived in down like Minneapolis too. But I'm a total German person. You're you're fluent in German too, aren't you? I am, but I'm so rusty. I haven't been in so long. Like I want to go back. I've I've probably been 12 times since I've been born. I went the first time when I was three months old, but I haven't been in so long, but I need to go. But when I go, I for sure like pick it back up again. It's one of those you're exposed to it and you can, remember. Can you say um, unstructured and in German, but like, like unstructured. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, with the, yes, definitely with the Heil. Yeah, I'll, I'll work, I will work on that, but yeah, I'll, I'll make it happen. I, yeah, look it up. Yeah, cool. That I, can, I can put that in as like a, a, a bumper. That's not like a common word that you would use, I suppose. Unstructured? No. Yeah. Like nine. She's going to look it up. I love that one. <laughs> nine. nine. Speaking nine. of which, you guys have a badass theme song. Where did that come from? Ooh. Um, Sarge found that bad boy. Yeah, I found that. Just paid for the rights to uh, to use it. I can't remember where exactly I found it. I was looking. I think I was looking at like different musicians' websites and stuff like that. Was it on... um? Free music archive? No, no, I don't know. We've we've it's been nice. blessed to to actually listen to and find some pretty awesome kind of independent artists that are just passionate about putting music out there and have some really awesome songs that we've actually become become legitimate fans of. Like we listen to them on a regular basis. Oh, we added with the theme song. We added uh, at the beginning of. Of the original theme song, we added a little a little section from one of our our friends who's been on the show a couple of times and one of our favorite musicians that color ah okay. color the the beginning of the theme song where it goes uh now tonight's adventure into the unknown yep, yep. that's from the beginning of one of his songs so it's like a little homage to him every episode now tonight's adventure into the unknown 
Shut up and sit down. Might have been a solar flare, dude. Well, you are near the uh, Great White North. <laughs> a? E? E. Do you hear Bob and Doug McKenzie cracks and everything like that? No. No? Okay. Well, I'm older, so. I get made fun of. Like, when I was in the military, is probably when I got made the most fun of it. My drill sergeants, like, in basic training. But it was it was mostly for um, saying pop. And oh yeah, well you deserve that. Anything with like a long vowel in the word, you know, I would say anything. And Joe Sutton was always like, I could say anything, and it didn't even sound Minnesotan. He'd be like, "What are you talking about, private? Private? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, he put emphasis on the aboot." Yeah. Well, I think it's funny because I have a for my for my daytime job, I have a new boss who used to live in Manhattan and moved to Minnesota, relocated in Minnesota like three months ago. And the mm. first like couple weeks, it was like the, he would just like make fun of things that I would say. Like there's a, a restaurant that we have called, it's in a city called Chanhassen. And so he'll always be like, I got to go to Chanhassen. And then he's like, that's Frenzy's way of saying Chanhassen. But it's, it's funny to me because there's so many people that are kind of, they find the accent like endearing where they actually make a point to make fun of it or keep bringing it up. But it's mm-hmm. not like, a, like I, I'm a super huge fan of like the Bronx, like East Coast accent for some <laughs> reason because I love gangster movies and yeah, it turns her that on. kind of stuff. <laughs> Seriously, that, ex- that accent turns her on <laughs> so crazy. But it's just funny because we she get, we do get a lot of a, a, a crap for. Or accents, but it's almost kind of. It funny. is. A, it is an endearing and comforting accent. Yeah, like, I like it. I'll make you a casserole, and you can watch a movie <laughs> on Netflix, and I'll get you a blanket. I'll make a hot dish. Yeah, and if you need anything else, you just let me know. Okay. Okay. Like, Minnesota nice, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, I'm from originally Arizona, Tucson. Okay. And I am probably the most accentless person you'll ever hear. Yeah. You sound like like a normal dude, but you've got got a good voice for radio. Yeah, you have a super deep kind of like, like radio voice for sure. When oh, we first yeah. started talking, I was like, "Oh, this dude's got a good voice for this." <laughs> Thanks. I'm not Larry Roberts, but thank you very much. No, um, but it's, and Larry's got a great voice too. It's just it, they're they're kind of different, though. I think. What was funny is I read an author um, way back in the day, Margaret Marin, out of. Um, North Carolina. Yes, I'm a nerd. I read a lot of stuff. And she talked about how accents were disappearing and the accents are actually color. And before, you know, I would kind of make fun of different accents or different areas and think about it. But as soon as I read that, I really thought about it. Accents are like spices and food. It's flavor. It's tradition. Yeah. Really a wonderful, beautiful thing. Who's hating on accents? A lot of people. And of course, I grew up in Tucson, Arizona, which is really extension of California. Which means that it's free reign to call Southerners inbred. Mm. So I, I I grew up, you know, redneck. You know, everybody makes fun of rednecks. Oh, look at them. They're inbred, stupid. Da, 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 da. You know, and, and that's the way we're taught. And if you watch anything on TV, hmm, yeah. who who is the only group you can make fun of freely without being criticized anywhere? But, but where does that cool. start? Where did that all come from? I mean, it had to stem from something. But it's just, just stereotypes. No, I know, but sure. it's like a, 
it's like one of the biggest stereotypes. I mean, it's. Think so. It's yeah. The, like the the like redneck trailer park that stereotype. Well, just the, sure. like like Eric was saying, like the inbred talking, like whatever. But everyone just because you live in the South doesn't mean that you're yeah. stupid or don't have good vocabulary. That goes back to the Civil War, right? So and, I mean, honestly, the, the North won, so the South has been punished. That that it goes all the way back. I mean, this is a multi generational, yeah, deal. I I kind of relate because it kind of feels like being a Vikings fan too. <laughs> yeah, but they're not very good at football, if I recall. <gasps> how dare you? Dare you? <laughs> See, I'm trying to up ratings. I need controversy. Show sure, is over. <laughs> I can't go anymore. Uh, let's see. So you are a man in a hey, state. Hold on. There, you're you not are, the host. You He's are. The host. I know it's talking. You are a, <laughs> a state with no football team. Uh, that is correct. And guess what? I was born in a state with no football team. What? So I used a scientific method to find a football team back when I was a kid. And what was this method? It was actually brilliant. I was given a stack of cards from one of my cousins or they forgot it at my house. I'll say they gave it to me. Anyway, the way I determined my football team was I had, I think, 23 Rams cards, 18 Philadelphia Eagles cards, and it was like 14 or 15 uh, Falcons cards. So by default, those became my favorite teams as a kid. Okay. That makes sense. That's cool. My my little brother had he he got uh, I I was beginning to train cards and I think I gave him like a Troy Aikman card I, I'm pretty sure it's Troy Aikman because he ended up falling in love with Troy Aikman at the age of oh, God. seven oh. eight and he he loved Why did you do that he didn't even like the cop well this was like early like or mid nineties when they were actually still winning Super Bowls yeah I know but ugh okay remember I grew up with the Rams and I'm a child of the seventies it was a very painful time. Was that pre um, starter jackets and um, oh starter? Right did you, that time. Eric, did you have a starter jacket? No, I was. I wasn't varsity. I wasn't cool that. enough. How old are you? I'm 47. Okay. Okay. I was gonna guess 47. That's exactly what I was gonna guess. <laughs> <laughs> See, I only invite the most brilliant <laughs> guests that I can find. There is a reason why we are here tonight, folks. Okay. Absolutely. Pill kids. Does anyone remember those? What was that? Garbage pill kids. Ew. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah, because they went with Cabbage Patch Kids. Yes, and they're. I would be like creeped out by them because I had Cabbage Patch dolls. I remember. Why? One... why where did Garbage Pail Kids come from? They they were a backlash to Cabbage Patch Kids because Cabbage Patch Kids were gross too. Yeah, they were gross. So I wanted a Cabbage Patch doll like more than anything in my whole life when I was in fourth grade, I think fourth or fifth grade. And it was like the newborn baby Cabbage Patch, which it's weird that women even want to like have that motherly instinct that young. It's weird, but it's obviously like a thing. So I was like, I want this. This is all I want for Christmas. I don't care about anything else. And if you can't get it for me, like I'll still be fine. But this is really what I want. So my parents went to go buy one and they were out of all of the Caucasian um, cabbage patch babies. So they, so they bought an African-American one 
There's no cabbage patch babies from Africa. That there's, well, they um, had them, and so I black opened babies. On, on, yeah, it was a it was a black cabbage patch. They don't so I woke up in the morning on Christmas, and I opened up, and I was like, I had one present on the tree, and I was like, this is it. And I opened it up, and it was not. Um, it didn't look like me. Like they're supposed to look like you. That was the whole thing with cabbage uh, dolls. Well, <laughs> okay, Melissa, I've seen a picture. <laughs> you don't look like a cabbage patch kid. You're okay. Okay. Trust me. And so I remember <laughs> yeah. like signing the birth certificate, like holding the baby and like taking a picture. And then I was like crying. <laughs> did, you, did you go on Maury to find out if the baby was yours or not? Oh, no. I wasn't going to go there, but okay. It would have been Jerry Springer, I think, at that time. It would have been Jerry Back Springer. Then, yeah, yes. probably. Yep. <laughs> What's he doing these days? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think he might be retired. You know, he was a mayor once. Really? Of where? Uh, either Cincinnati or Cleveland. Wow. I want to be mayor of a town. Guy. I want to put that on my bucket list. Yeah, you should do that. That'd be cool. But well, you're building the audience. I'd have to live in that town, though. Oh, yeah. We'll go back to Bemidji. Yeah. Black Duck. I don't want to live up there. I don't know. I'm trying to help you here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did he say it like that? I don't kind know. Kind of. He kind of did. Oh, don't you know. Oh, don't you know. Hey there. You know what? That's a miracle because... I'm so terrible at accents. I was in acting back in the day, and I tried to do whatever I thought was a British accent, and we actually hired a British actor who was in the play with me. I was the lead, and I was doing my accent. He essentially said, eh, well, you're consistent wherever you're from. <laughs> I can't quite tell where you're from, but wherever it is, <laughs> exactly. Into it. <laughs> so let's hear it then. Can we hear your British accent? Absolutely not. Oh, God. <laughs> I have no idea. Jollyo. <laughs> Jollyo. <laughs> I don't think they say that. <laughs> they probably don't, you see, but I'm old and I suck. <laughs> jolly good. Jolly good, yeah. I think you mix jolly good and cheerio. I think that's what happened. Eh, probably. Jolly probably. Cheerio. They really, there you go. They really like Cheerios over there. It's like the national food or something. Do they? Okay, I've I have not been. I'd like to go, but I have not been there. It's it's a fact. Cheerios is their national food. Don't Google no, it. No, Cheerios. It. Cheerios is a, well, not no. Sorry, I didn't mean to say it's no. True. Like I disagree, but Cheerios is becoming like Oreos, where they're like they have so many different flavors. Every two weeks, they're like, and you can have hot tamale Cheerios or. <laughs> Cadbury, uh, what are those eggs? Ew, Cadbury Cad egg Oreos. That's a good idea. Someone has, they have not made that yet. I would totally buy that. Ew. And the, I want that, like, and the filling stuff. is, the oh. filling looks like, no, the filling looks like a egg yolk. Like the, yeah, but it's all inside. like, it's all like you can see. Yeah, it's, not in an Oreo though. It just tastes like it. But it would like have it. to be, otherwise it won't be a Cadbury egg. No, it's a flavor. Cad Cadbury cream egg. I know. I'm saying you have to Oreo. bite into the Oreo and it just like no. It, it just has the flavor stuff. of it. Chin would just be going <laughs> <laughs> nowhere. Oreo in it. Absolutely. Well, it's like vodka. Every freaking flavor in the world seems to mean vodka now too. That's true. Yeah, and there's <sighs> potato vodka, uh, grape vodka. That's Ciroc. Wait a minute. I thought potato was vodka. Vodka was potato. Yeah. Yeah, potato vodka. I was just generalizing. Like, that's the default, right? They have like mashed. They have Great mashed. vodka or what's the other one? They have scallops. 
Oh, vodka. No, they use grapes for one. Oh. Ciroc, which is P. Diddy's brand. Oh. Twice baked vodka. Um, Doritos. Doritos. Doritos, is, Doritos is doing vodka now. Oh, that's great. Too. Can you imagine? Cool, By the way, cool while we're being super classy here, did you know that we have a star amongst us? I noticed that Melissa has an IMDb profile. What? I do. Yeah, you do. Yes, you what? do. Oh, what'd you do? No, you don't, Sarge. I looked. I, I shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't either. All right, is this where we're going to find out about that porno you were in back in college years? Nope, it's uh, a thank you, but still an IMDb, pro- IMDb profile. I mean. Frenzy. Wow. Uh, <laughs> what? Who made this? <laughs> Your filmography says good for one free hug a, sh- a short called good for one free hug what 2018 let's click on it and see what that is that's not me <laughs> uh, okay there's a there's a thousand people who have the same spelling of your last name really you have such a common last name it's it's even got an e it's in not it. even my real last name it's not even how you actually spell frenzy yeah the word frenzy f r e no exactly and that is spelled with an oh, E-Y. Apparently, um, Melissa Frenzy here, was in a little movie, a three-minute short, called Good for One Free Hug. This year, you were in that movie, yes. And the synopsis of this movie is, A girl makes a difference on Valentine's Day by giving heart coupons to those who need a hug. Mm. Do you remember doing that? Giving out hug coupons? No. <laughs> Valentine's Day? I would give out her hug coupons, <laughs> just not on Valentine's Day, because <laughs> Valentine's Day is dumb. Let's see the full cast and crew here. What part did you play? I don't see your name. Yeah, because I didn't. Wait. It could have been 2017. We're just talking about the release date of the film. Let's see. Wow. A lot of people this crew here. Oh, it was you got you got mentioned um, a very special thanks. So I don't think you were actually in the movie, but apparently you can do it in some way. There's, for some reason, they thanked you. Oh, here you go. Oh, so you. Yeah. They thanked you. You got a very, very special thanks. Hmm, maybe I should have added my middle name so, to my name. Congratulations, Frenzy. You're on IMDb. Nope. I am not. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, yes, you are. My middle name. Yep, you are. You have one credit. You got a thanks. Somebody that was in a movie. <laughs> that gets you an IMDb profile. What? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, people kill for that, and they pay good money for an IMDb profile. So congratulations. Enjoy that, you celebrity oh. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. So can I tell you kind of a funny, I, I think I told Sarge this already, but a little funny tidbit into my, like, <laughs> weekly work life. But then, no, we do not want to hear about yeah, work. Yeah, no, not work. Oh, no, we do actually okay, because like, I'm going to give both of you. And, like just normal life. So my son, who's eight, who's like the sweetest ever. Um, we both. He's he had stitches when he was two. He's now eight, and I recently had stitches probably a month ago for the first time in my life, and I'm old, so it was kind of funny. Um, but we were watching a show, and they were talking about uh, snitches. And I was in the background, like doing something, and I was like, "Snitches get stitches." And my son <laughs> was like, what? And I was like, "Snitches get stitches." And he's like, "Mom, um, you've had stitches, and so have I, but we're not snitches." Like he was very worried about it. 
Like he both thought snitches. this was like a real thing. <laughs> it was so cute. You guys are both snitches. Oh, whatever. Probably police informants. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I'm going to go all professional on you two. Mm. What exactly are your day jobs? Because I'm getting the idea that you have not left them behind, which I think is everyone's intention, but we're all not there yet. We don't like let out too much information about our personal lives. Hence the reason we don't even use our like normal names. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> um, I guess for me, I'll, I'll say that I, I work in like a hospitality industry, um, not a strip club. Um, like restaurant, restaurant. You said you were working in a strip club. Well, hospitality most of the time. Just like, oh, I work in the hospitality industry. Oh, really? Is that what they say? Yeah, because it like it could be. There's a broad hospitality range. industry. Wow, that's funny. Yeah. Wow, that's, but it's mine's, that's very hospitable. Mine's restaurants, so that's all I I got. Do you wait? Do you manage, or what do you do? Oh. Um, I've done all the, all the things right now. I'm, I work for the support team. So kind of corporate situation, I guess, if you want to call it that. Chain restaurant type thing. Mm, there's eight restaurants total. Okay. So regional chain. Yeah. It's, it's a local kind of. Yeah. Locally owned, <laughs> locally bred, all the things. Wow. I feel like I'm really digging deep into the. <laughs> The mystery identity. I've been in restaurants too. Worst freaking thing in my life. When I got into the army, I was tricked and I was a cook. Worst oh. job in the unit. Oh, there you go. Fry cook? Sergeant knows. What, what, what was your position? No, I, I literally was a cook okay. in the army. Like, like position? And, uh, have like sous chefs in the army. I'm not there. saying sous chef. I'm like, were you like a dishwasher? Did you make burgers on a grill? Did you? Uh, if it was a good day, I made burgers on the grill. Essentially, when I went in the army, again, yeah, I'm walking into it. I'm not trying to get you to interview me. But either way, the worst thing um, that could have happened is that I did really well on it. I was eligible for any job in the army. But when I went to MEPS that day, they only had four. What were the four? They're like, they told you your score. You're like, I want to be president of the army. They're like, I wanted to be a journalist. I was a published writer. That's cool. Yeah, except they said, oh, we don't have that. What did they have? There's nothing to journalize at that time. No, they lied. They said that uh, I could be infantry, uh, engineer. I called it infantry. Engineer, yeah. An engineer, as uh, Sarge will tell you, is not building bridges for nice buildings. It's laying barbed wire for uh, troops. Yeah, gross. And uh, cook or, I think, mechanic. Hmm. Chose cook. Well, they had a bonus on it. Yeah. the cooks have, no one wanted to pick the cook. The cooks have one of the better bonuses. Correct. Well, yeah, because it's the worst freaking job in the military. I was going to say, if I picked up, if I had to pick from those four, I would pick cook, but I would make the food taste so much better because I would add like things to it. I'd there's, like, there's I'd no, like, they don't, re, they don't reward you for your flair. In the I'm kitchen. not saying like, that they're going to reward like, me. For me, I would feel better that my like team of all of the, the people that are at my base would love the food. They would like it actually. where you are. You wouldn't. It depends on where you were. I, I was at Fort Irwin, which is like the shithole of the army. Or is that? Fort Irwin, California. It's uh, right near Death Valley. Oof, so so hot. Yeah, we did Op 4 training. So, Ugh. Have you been out there, Sarge, or no? 
No. I haven't been to the valley. I think the furthest I was south was Palm Springs when I lived there. Okay, well, it's a little warmer than Palm Springs. I'm, I'm getting, uh, yeah, I've seen documentaries about it and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's crappy. But um, I will say that, ironically, we did win the Connolly Award and we did have five-star chefs. I don't know what any of that stuff means. Connolly Award. Um, the Connolly Award in the Army is for like the best mess facility or dining facility in the Army. Oh. And we did okay. have some people who actually did ice sculptures and things like that. What? Crazy. So it's kind of, um, we've got different restaurants. In the tw- I mean, the Twin Cities actually has a pretty good batch of restaurants, whether they're divey bars that have amazing Juicy Lucy burgers or just kind of award-winning James Beard restaurants. But mm-hmm. I think for me, the biggest, like most exciting thing every year that I look forward to is the new Minnesota State Fair Foods Oh yeah, weren't you saying that they released the list of the new foods that they're? Yeah, they release it like a couple, like a month before the fair, month or two before the fair starts. But it's always like weird stuff. Is it out? It's out. It just came out today. Hold that. Well, it's supposed to be nice in the Twin Cities, from everything I've heard and read. In the winter, do you guys have it um, like covered between the city buildings and stuff? Like we have skyways. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was, I was like. That's so smart. Oh, the Skyway. So I recently had to move. I moved offices to downtown Minneapolis, which I've been downtown a few times, but now I'm I get to go up. there like every day. And mm-hmm. um, all right, I'm looking it up. Okay, there's a ramp you can park in that's close, but I've taken the Skyways before because it was probably like in April that it started, and there's a couple days where it snowed, so I would walk through the Skyways, and I was like, this is like a tunnel of. I don't even know where I'm at. And there's a huge map. And then someone came up to me and was like, it was my boss at the New York oh. guy. And he came up and was like, do you guys need help? Or do you know where you're going to go or whatever? And we're like, yeah, we're good. And he's like, no one would ever ask you in New York if like you needed help. Like you're just kind of, you could tell that they were like, we're, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> but someone came up to us and was like, Hey, do you need help? Like, I'll help you. Need- Your boss doesn't sound very nice. Honestly, no, he's kind of like, like he's, a jerk. He's just a abrasive New York person. All right. I got the list here for the new foods coming out in 2018 at the Minnesota State Fair. So hopefully you have some Minnesota listeners. Um, I was name off a couple of weird ones. There's always something weird. They've got a, bar- <laughs> a barbecue split. I'll what does that, that mean? I'll let, I'll let that sink in for a second. Barbecue split. <laughs> oh, it looks good. Doesn't it- sound bad. It's uh, scoops of barbecue pulled pork, mac and cheese, and coleslaw served side by side with a pickle spear. It's just most it's, people love that. It's yeah, it's just presented in kind of a banana split type. With uh, no bun setup. Oh, okay. So they're the pulled pork is like in scoops. Mm-hmm. Oh, so check this out. There is earth wings, which are fresh cauliflower pieces dipped in seasoned batter, deep fried and smothered in organic sesame barbecue sauce. It's. It looks like uh, chicken wings, like boneless wings like boneless, from Buffalo Wings. Boneless wings, but it's cauliflower. I was just too healthy, which I bet is awesome. I'd go into NutraShock. <laughs> uh, we've been eating so many cauliflower things here lately. We've we cut out gluten and all that. Cut out uh, bread, and so we've been doing a lot of like. Frenzy's awesome in the kitchen. She makes these cauliflower pizzas. So instead of dough, it's cauliflower. 
you don't taste cauliflower at all. And like, at least in my opinion and a lot of other people's opinion, it's better than any pizza that I've ever, you know, gotten from delivery or frozen pizza. It's insane how good it is. Yeah, I've heard of cauliflower flour, which is redundant, but cool. Are are you guys a couple? That's one question I had. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Gotcha. And it's not cauliflower flour, it's actually cauliflower that you like blend up and mash like a mashed potato consistency consistency and then you add seasonings and a couple other things and it becomes a crust okay well they sell it actually dried in a flour version too here oh yeah i I have i have coconut flour i have almond flour i don't think i have cauliflower flour which i get your redundancy comment (laughs) well cool now sarge what is your day job i'm not telling you (laughs) sarge is a spy this is my job, podcasting. Is it? I mean, is that the intent? Yes, that's, well, the intent is that this is, I mean, the, the show has, has opened up other avenues for us, mm-hmm. too. Not just, you know, like sponsors or anything like that. It's opened up other, other opportunities, side jobs, if you will. Speaking so, gigs, things like that? No, just... Like, you know, working with other people, like, you know, comedians, working on other shows, things like that, you know, actual jobs. So it's cool. I mean, because we've made a lot of connections. We've gotten to know a lot of people and, and, you know, gained a lot of friends through our show. That's one of the coolest things. It's all the people we've got to, to meet, get to know over the last couple of years. Very cool. Very cool. Like you, Eric. Oh, gosh, thank you. Yeah, to meet you, dude. My heart is full. It's overflowing. Thank you so much. Well, I think that it's that we're similar in the fact that we we all try to just kind of be genuine and want to yeah. learn new interesting things and get to know new people. And sometimes it sticks, sometimes it doesn't. But usually, the ones that stick, like you, you end up establish, establishing relationships with those people and yeah. supporting them even more. And I don't know, it's just kind of. We like, we, we stress trying to be genuine and, you know, honest, but we also like, me and Melissa aren't trying to like become podcast celebrities or anything like that. Like we don't want necessarily people. That's why we keep, that's why we keep a lot of things private too with our personal life. We try not to divulge too much, you know, like we don't just don't need to know everything about our personal lives, but we like to try to keep our conversations real and genuine and, you know. We don't script things or hold anything back. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we go, sometimes one might say we go uh, a little, a little uh, over the top sometimes. Uh, (laughs) Probably more than often. Might get carried away every once in a while. More than often. Like we'll reel it in. (laughs) Actually, I will say the two of you seem to be as much host as you are promoters. Well, we do. It's a two man show over here. We do everything ourselves. You know, we, you know, I, I do all the producing frenzy does all the guest coordinating and like detail things like the website and, and a lot of the social media stuff, things like that. She deals with, with people. I, I push buttons. Now, how does that work frenzy? I mean, you guys have a, a wide range. Like I just listened to somebody you had on from, uh, he's on the show Ozark. How, how do you set that up? I mean, are you doing cold call emails or are you uh, going through com- connections on Facebook? What are you doing? Um, Sometimes it's mostly a lot of social media. I just see something interesting and then I'll save it 
and I kind of, there's times where, yeah. And there's times where I'm like, all right, I'm going to start booking stuff for the next month or next two months. And I'll recall like all the things that I saved, but most of the time is just reaching out to people and asking if, if they're interested in doing it. And I think for me, it's the, I change it up. I don't have this like scripted, Hey, do you want to be on my podcast that I co-host? Like it's, I, I legitimately go to each person and type up something that I f- feel like is a message that I legitimately feel about them and how, mm. what the show could be like. You keep it real. Yeah. I'm just, well, it's, it's different for every guest too. Like, yeah, you know, that's why you have to change I, it. There's so many shades of gray. It's not black and white. In, in, terms of how you reach out to them like you know depending on what social media it is or sometimes you have to go through an agent um well i remember like i watched we watched uh the show david gantz movie masterminds and it was like we rent i remember we rented it on something it was netflix or whatever it was but i remember watching it and just being like what like someone actually experienced that like this is based on a true story and i was like i told sarge i'm like i'm gonna message him and just like ask him to be on the show the real guy the real guy the actor that zach galifianakis his character was based off of Mm -hmm. david and so then it was like okay and i messaged him and he he was kind of like i don't know like he was i think he maybe thought we were gonna like it's going to be a Barbara Walters interview. Right. Like, that's what and that's what I told him. I'm like, it's just so that's laid back. And yeah, exactly. So we ended up calling him before we recorded the show a couple days before just to kind of say like, hey, and like a meet and greet and just kind of talk. And I think that made him feel better, which is actually really cool. And then ever since then, like he's been, we did the show and it was super good, fun. Good friend now. Yeah. And like super supportive. We're supportive of him and. But his it's, wife, like it's it's been pretty cool. But it's um, it's it's you know a lot of a lot of times we'll just kind of get an idea in one of our heads, you know, like we'll watch a TV show or we'll see something on online or be like, oh hey, this uh, we should we should see if we can uh, sit down and talk to this person and Frenzy reaches out to him and most of the time she she's able to make contact and get them on the show. Sometimes you, you know, sometimes you don't hear back. Sometimes I have to be persistent. Sometimes sometimes you're not available. Um, you know, it all depends. It's, it's, uh, you never know, but she's good at it. Yeah, I see. I mean, you have some amazing guests. So uh, do you have a pretty high success rate percentage overall or? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that there's the, the initial kind of, I agreed. I want to do the show. I explain the show as best as I can and kind of in short kind of spurts. Um, so they don't like open up this message and be like, Oh, this is boring. Like try and just get to the point. Um, <laughs> then it's the, uh, then they res- usually will respond and say, I totally like I'm down and then, okay, I'll send you dates. I send dates. And then that's when it kind of gets like, okay, this takes more time because a lot, especially comedians, like, sorry, love you, all of you, but you're horrible at responding to things. Comedians <laughs> are no <laughs> bad at You take your time. And so then, then it kind of has to be me like, Hey, uh, sent you dates. Hey, hope you're having a great day. Like whatever I say is sent you dates, whatever. Um, get back to me. And then they finally do like, I'm persistent enough for it's not annoying. I hope. And if it is, it's sorry, so, it's super annoying. it probably is, but <laughs> you are a couple. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of just like, it's like let's, Buster balls. It's, it, I know. I'm fine with kind of helping them plan their stuff because they're 
if you're a community, you're usually not good at planning things just on your own. You need mm. someone to help you. No, so, and it's always funny because it's always like, oh, remind me like three or four days before too. Like there's times where that's happened or we say like we're central standard time in Minnesota. So on the, on the East coast, we're an hour behind right. California. So, we're yeah, two hours difference, whatever it is. So it's kind of, you have to actually bring that up in conversations too, which I think is awesome. And we've had times where it's like, Oh, we thought it was an hour before. Yeah. But <laughs> I just realized that your central time, which you told me, so whoops, you know, it's kind of funny. Yeah. It, well, in for a, a while there, <laughs> when we were really going hard, putting out a lot of episodes, you know, like, 10 episodes a month, kind of 8 to 10 in av- on average. Friends, you would have to, because of the the high frequency of the episode, she would she'd book out <clears throat> our guests like three months in advance. Yeah. have fully booked out. Now we've, we've, we've uh, reeled back and trying to, we're in kind of a coast mode where we can just kind of coast. Things are running smooth. So we, we're just doing one a week. Yeah, things are running smooth. Plus, it's summer in Minnesota, so it's like we actually get to go outside and enjoy it for like well, four rainy. weeks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, summers are definitely busy, and then fantasy football season will be coming soon, so that'll kind of also keep that that pace. But then after football's kind of over, then it kind of ramps up back again. Like mm. we're not, I'm not shy about like focusing on what's important to me at the time. Like this show, our show is always obviously important, but football, there's is, other things. Uh, football, summer is more important than my, like my family. It's more important than you. It's more important than me. <laughs> Super rude. <laughs> I'm going to steal every you. player that you have mentioned. You feel to the same drafting. exact way. That's fine. You I'm just going to steal every player that you were planning on drafting. And then we will see. Whatever how much you love football. Cause you okay. Were- on this great harmonious note, <laughs> what is next for, um, Sergeant oh. Frenzy? Hmm. Um, well, um, uh, without saying too much, we, we do have another project in the works. Um, that's all I'll say on that, but, uh, there's another project for us in the works. Um, and, but, Sarge Approved is going to keep going on. We we love doing it. It's a great way. We've met so many great people and made so many friends with it. So we're going to keep doing that. Um, just not ten a month. It's too much. <laughs> it's way too much. And we'll be more more choosy with you know who we have on, like you know people that we already know or people that we're like really excited to talk to. Um, just not uh, not stressing out so much anymore. About about making sure everything's done right, or you know, it's a lot of work at the beginning. That's for sure when you're putting together a show. Yeah, except right. the only thing that I don't feel like we should like slide out on is the audio portion. Gotta have good audio. Yeah, maybe we'll upgrade, maybe we'll upgrade our equipment a little bit. That could be a we've, thing. We've done some upgrading here, but we'll do that. Why not? Huh. <laughs> Well, you're rich and successful. So now where can people find you? Um, we are on like all the social media platforms, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. It's just at Sarge Proved. Google um, Play Music. Yeah. If you want to hear the episodes, we're, we're on all the platforms. Absolutely. Like iHeartRadio, Stitcher, 
Um, yeah. Uh, the iTunes uh, podcast. Like, burp, burp, just, app. just Google Sarge approved. So you'll find us. We're on like all of them. If you have an Android, we're on Google Play. If you have yeah, Google Podcast now. Oh, they have. Oh, really? Came out today or yesterday, oh. something like that. I'll have to check that out. My favorite, my favorite podcast uh, app is, to listen to podcasts is Spreaker. Yeah, Spreaker is good. I love Spreaker. If you haven't checked it out, it's definitely worth checking out. That's actually where we we uh, do our feed out of Spreaker. Like a lot of people, a lot of people use like Libsyn or Stitcher or something like that, or they do it from their website. Blurberry. Blurberry. <laughs> <laughs> I do Podbean, so yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, those are all the podcast platforms. We got a website, searchproof.com. Yeah, check it out if you uh, if you're interested. Everybody, you need to check it out. And but first, guys, listen to all of the unstructured episodes, and then when you're done with that, come check us out, and then just bounce back and forth. There you go. So I'll just cut that out as a bumper. Unstructured. <laughs> Hey, awesome. thanks so much for coming on, guys. For having us, man. Yeah, thank you. Hey, everyone. Eric here. I want to thank you again so much for listening. I know your time is valuable, so I really appreciate you taking some. If you like what you hear, please spread the word. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as Unstructured P, as in podcast. Also, you can review the podcast in whichever app you use. It really helps a bunch to spread the word. Thanks again. Now, tonight's adventure into the unknown. Shut up and sit down. Hey, it's Sarge. And Frenzy. From the Sarge Approved Podcast. Uh, If you're not familiar, the Sarge Approved Podcast has a guest every episode. Featuring uh, people like actors, comedians, uh, survival experts, authors, martial arts experts. Basically a whole gamut of badass people. Yes. And you can check out all our episodes on all the podcast platforms, iTunes, Spreaker, uh, uh, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio. Yeah. You can check us out on all our social media, Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, all the things. It's all at Sarge Approved. Yep. Check it out, and we hope you enjoy it. Bye. Later, fuckers.